Hello, and welcome to the Spiritual Expansion and Ascension Podcast, your guide on this crazy spiritual journey with me, Melissa Fike. This podcast is for those who want to expand their consciousness and dive deep into the Great Awakening and the next paradigm shift. We'll be exploring all sorts of metaphysical and mystical topics, including timelines, parallel realities, the matrix, the quantum field, manifestation, aliens, the Akashic Records, and so much more. It's time to raise your vibe. Hi, I'm so excited to share this amazing episode with you. This episode has been recorded with Heather Lynn. She interviewed me and we talked about living limitlessly and serving wisely. So I was on her summit and we discussed a bunch of things about the ascension process, moving into 5D, what it means to you as a spiritual aspirant, and the frequency that's changing over the last 20 years. I really loved this interview because I felt like she asked me really good questions, good deep questions. And of course, it was all about ascension, which as you know, is my passion. But before we get into that, I just want to tell you all that I am doing my Akashic Records certification. I'm giving a very special bonus for the first 20 people who sign up. It is a 15-minute reading with me, and it's recorded. Believe me, I can get a lot done in 15 minutes. So if you are interested, please go to AkashicRecordsCertification.com. And Akashic is A-K-A-S-H-I-C. I am so excited for you to listen to this fascinating interview. Much love. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dimensional Fork in the Road Summit, where we are gathering with an inspiring group of spiritual teachers, light workers, and wisdom keepers to explore the fifth dimension and the road ahead of us. This event is designed to open space for each one of us to engage with our evolutionary choices and to offer a tangible vision as well as practical tools to forge a high frequency pathway for humanity. So step into the sacred space with us and immerse yourself in the consciousness of the fifth dimension. Here you will receive inspiration and guidance to move through these transitional times and anchor a fifth dimensional reality for yourself and for the planet. My name is Heather Lynn. I'm your host and the creator of this event. And I'm delighted to be here today with my guest, Melissa Fike. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Heather, for allowing me to be here. I'm excited about the topic. Yeah, me too. Um, Let me just introduce you, Melissa, a little bit more formally to our audience. Melissa Fike is a writer, a spiritual teacher, an advanced intuitive who leads metaphysical workshops and spiritual retreats, providing people with a path to their authentic self. She is the best-selling author of A Radical Approach to the Akashic Records, Master Your Life, Raise Your Vibration. She is also the creator of Activating Ascension Classes and Akashic Records Certifications taught through her Spiritual Expansion Academy, which is committed to serving those who are ready to quickly expand their consciousness and raise their vibration. 
Melissa guides her students to experience their multidimensional selves through high frequency activations and deep metaphysical classes. She also has a regular podcast called Spiritual Expansion and Ascension. She lives her life being guided and supporting those experiencing their individual great awakening. Melissa lives in Sedona, Arizona. Melissa's topic for today is living limitlessly and serving wisely. So Melissa, I'd like to start by asking you, how has the frequency of humans and of the Earth's self changed over the last, say, 20 years? Yeah, so we've been on this acceleration rate. And what we could do as humans was limited even 20, 30, 40 years ago energetically. But as we've moved through time and space, we have accelerated. And part of it is just a just an evolutionary experience. This is just an evolution that we are hitting. In 1984, there was something called the harmonic conversions, and that was supposedly the first activator toward this awakening process for so many, which is why so many people aren't just going on the spiritual path that we would consider, but also people who are have um, organized religion experiences are also moving in a similar spiritual path is how I've seen it. We're all moving in the same direction. But what's happening is that we have really, we've gone from, um, you know, a horse and buggy, then we started to move to a car, then we're in the Lamborghini. And all of a sudden, we moved from the Lamborghini to the rocket ship, especially in the last maybe four or five years, especially in the last two or three years. And we are, we just all said, let's just, you know, forget these slower things. Let's just go for the fastest thing. And then the next thing is going to be light speed and light speed is all about um, jumping timelines, which I think many people are doing right now. Um, And I'll go back to that in a minute. But when we are in this evolutionary path, we're moving Uh, up frequency wise. And that's the only way that we can think of it because we're very linear thinkers. So we're moving from a one vibration to the another. Right. So I love that analogy of the, of the car, the vehicles, and then jumping to the rocket ship. It really does feel like that. So why are we moving into 5d at this point, the fifth dimension? Can you say a bit about that? Yeah. Well, there's a few things that's, that I see that is happening. And this is just my awareness, what I've um, channeled and what I've been shown, not saying it's right or wrong, but we're kind of moving in from duality into oneness consciousness. But the thing is that because we live in duality, which is a rare occurrence, there aren't a lot of planets that live in the duality aspect so when we chose to incarnate here yeah when we chose to incarnate here we chose this awareness of wait we're going to experience the whole polarity or the dichotomy of of a lot of different things because when we're living oneness when we live in the light it's definitely a different experience where we come and learn about light and darkness 
when we learn about good and bad. But in reality, what I've been shown, there really isn't. These things are, are not really real, right? They're just um, our perception. Oh, this is good and that's bad. Some people will say, well, I don't like tomatoes. They're bad. And other people will say, oh, my gosh, I love tomatoes. They're really good for me. Now, it's just a perspective, isn't it? But wow. we come in making our perspective an ultimate truth. And um, I've been shown recently how we take these truths and we hold on to them. And then we cause issues within ourselves when we do that because we're, we become rigid and not in the flow of the universe. So we're moving into this 5D experience because we're moving into the oneness, which is the only truth. Oneness is the only truth that we really have. Everything else is just a perspective. But we're moving into this experience, but we're making choices as we go there. Yes. So we're choosing which part of the duality we want to experience moving forward. And many people who are lightworkers, star seeds, whatever terminology you want to um, use for yourself, whatever box, um, we're moving in a place where we think it's all about light or we're like, oh, it has to be light, but all these bad things, bad things, bad things. So we're actually, if we're always focused on the bad and the light, then we're still in duality. And it doesn't mean that we just should be focusing on the light or just the dark. What we have to do is understand that as we're moving through this, it's a process and we're going to be, you know, kind of shook up between what we would consider light and dark. It's not a good or bad. And the law of one talks about it as like um, a negative path and a positive path, just in a, mm -hmm. like in a polarity. There's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with the negative and there's nothing wrong with the positive. They're just two aspects of the same energy. Right. So we are moving through this, but a lot of people came here to help the transition. And when we're moving to help that transition, we are making kind of a choice in our own self. And there's, you know, it will be a process. I don't see it happening within the next 10 years. Okay. Um, I do think things shifting. But I think that that would be, you know, I remember in 2012, I was, I've been a teacher for a very long time in 2012, everybody's like, everything's going to go and it's going to be like, we're going to just shift right into it. And I was like, yeah, no, this isn't how evolution happens. Yeah. We didn't come here to experience the same thing we experienced on the other side. We came here to experience the evolutionary experience, which is very unique. We're at a unique time, which is why so many higher frequency beings chose to incarnate at this, at this time. Right. Yes. And it is that um, paradox in a way that in, in, in one sense, the evolution is so rapid at the moment. And in another way, it is still evolution. It is a process. It does take time. So what happens when someone isn't aware of all this that's happening and are they just swept along with the evolutionary tide or do we actively need to work with the ascension do we, and make those choices? So the, I always say that people, we're ascending, <laughs> whether mm -hmm. we know about it or not, whether okay. we're interested or not, 
or whether we're involved or not. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Now, there are some people who are considered newer souls, I guess, for the best way to look at it, on the duality planes of existence. And those newer souls, they do have a, um, they're, it's, they're just moving a little slower along their own evolutionary path. They do not have to ascend in order for all of us to ascend. We need a percentage and the percentage isn't really large. Um, you know, the numbers for how I understand it, I can't, I don't want to like say it's this percent or that percent, but it's not a huge percent. It's not like 60% we need. Um, and that's why so many people incarnated. And if they are not ready to move to the next direction, once they've gone through a few lifetimes here, they may choose to incarnate on a different planetary experience because there's like, there are, there are infinite amount of dimensions. <laughs> we think yes. that like this, because we're such um, egotistical beings and we think like, <laughs> yes. this is it. We're, this is <laughs> we are, and, and we're in this, we're in the best place and the best experience. And oh my gosh, it's the worst experience, right? We're so um, self-centered around that. But in mm-hmm. reality, there are other opportunities, many. Um, and because I have so many past life memories, I've experienced a lot of memories on other planetary systems. And because of that, I kind of have an idea of what that looks like. So we're just making, you know, we're just moving along. It would just be like saying to the dog, well, you shouldn't be sniffing over there. That's not where you should be sniffing. You should be sniffing over here. But that's where the dog wants to go. So that's its choice. So we're making choices all the time of what our experiences will be here on our plane. Right. So for people that really want to be part of the ascension, what can they do to raise their, for their personal evolution and also to raise their frequency? Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be the most intuitive person in the room? Advancing your intuition is such an important part of your spiritual development. I'm so excited to share with you my new advanced psychic intuitive training. I've spent over 20 years helping spiritual seekers like you to discover and unlock their psychic abilities. My approach isn't just about developing psychic skills, but about aligning with your deepest spiritual truth and tapping into your divine wisdom that resides within you. I'm humbled and blessed to have taught thousands of students to accelerate their intuition. They've gained confidence, clarity, and a renewed sense of purpose. And you can too. So take this opportunity to live a more intuitive, enlightened life. You're ready for this, and I'm excited to support you on your spiritual journey. Go to melissafike.com slash psychic to sign up today. This isn't just a course. It's a path to awakening your true self. So let's walk this path together towards a life of wisdom, clarity, intuition, and spiritual growth. Just go to melissafike.com slash psychic, and I'll see you there.
So what can individuals do? Well, the Mm. people who are younger souls, um, they have to move through their own karmic patterns. I believe that we have karmic patterns. And these are patterns that are um, what we came here to transcend and transmute. This is what Mm -hmm. I was told a few years ago. So we don't want to look at like just one past life and just one past life. It's a bigger picture experience, especially now that we're going through this very important time of the ascension. Um, So what I think people can do is really ask themselves, what did I come here to transcend? And without spiritually bypassing, and unfortunately, it's very common to spiritually bypass because, mm-hmm. you know, nobody wants to look at things that, <laughs> you know, make them feel yucky inside. Nobody wants yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but, but a lot of star seeds or whatever you want to call them, I don't, you know, I just use, I transpose a lot of words when I say this, but, you know, higher beings who came to incarnate during the ascension. What we have decided is that we're coming here knowing that we have to come here and take on karma. And it's not always an easy feat because we haven't had that that density in a while. And then we get overwhelmed by it and we're confused by it. And the best thing we can do is say, you know what? How can I empower myself through this? Not power but empower through the heart when you Mm. become heart centered and empower that way. So Mm. meditation and high frequency energies is very important. Um, I know that as most of us, we don't like to always discipline ourselves to meditate, but that is really a good way, but it has to be high frequency. Don't meditate just to go find your guide. Meditate in a high vibrational energy system. Mm-hmm. Um, also look at what is your triggers on the outside so that you can recognize on the inside that you have the ability to transcend that, that you are not a victim. And that is something that we come here um, as humans. Unfortunately, the victimization energy is very powerful mm-hmm. on this duality mm-hmm. system. And um, I was just, you know, in meditation this morning, and they were even showing me how I use my siblings to activate my own victimization, which I've been able to move through a lot of it. But then I was like, oh, yeah, I still use them once in a while as my OC, you're being victimized. So when you recognize that you are more empowered. Because unfortunately, on this plane, victimization is something that is um, part of the reality here. And as higher frequency beings, the more we empower ourselves through that, the more we can understand that. I actually have a series um, on my podcast called A Dark Night of the Soul series. And I talk a lot about that. And I give a lot of tools in that. So that's a good reference for people. There's about four of them moving from those lower frequencies into the I am presence. The other thing is to look at the I am presence Mm -hmm. and ask yourself, what am I resisting? Right? Because we're always in the flow of the universe. It's what are we resisting? Most of the time we're resisting being higher consciousness beings. We resist letting go of our ego's identity or awareness. 
And when we can start recognize where we resist, we're more able to go into the flow of the world. And that's kind of the I am presence, which is, um, and that's, you know, a lot of sages, especially um, Hindu uh, gurus, they talk a lot about being in just the energy of centered I am without any other identity. <laughs> right. Okay, thanks. A lot of really interesting ideas there. I think, as you say, it's so important to work with the shadow aspects and the victimization. And karma, such an interesting idea. I've heard it said that we had the opportunity to, to leave the wheel of karma from the cosmic moment in December 2012. Yeah, that's right, 2012. Um, do you think it's possible to transcend karma? Oh, yes. Um, do I think it happened in 2012? If that were really the case, and I know a lot of people disagree with me on this and then that's okay. But um, if that were really the case, then we wouldn't be triggered by anything. We wouldn't have issues with our parents or old abuse patterns or our boyfriends or our best friends or the government. We wouldn't be triggered by anybody or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, because karma means that we are, we are, um, still, still being, um, wrapped up in the illusionary process of this plane of existence. Now, I do think that in 2012, we have the opportunity to start to really transcend the karma, but unfortunately, until we move into a different frequency, we're still in that wheel of energy but we have more availability to transcend it quicker. And that's actually what they told me about five or six years ago when I downloaded, when I was completely downloaded with my book, A Radical Approach to the Akashic Records, because what they showed me is that it is time for us to transcend bigger patterns quicker. Right. Bigger patterns quicker. Mm -hmm. Bigger patterns quicker. And um, I've seen many people do it. So I, I do think that it can happen spontaneously. Um, absolutely. But um, I have really have not seen a lot of people where they really are not triggered by a lot of things in their world. Yeah. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, again, process. So your book. Um, a Radical Approach to the Akashic Records, which is truly amazing, by the way. Um, it has been described as one of the best ascension tools available to humans to date. Can you tell us why and also how you know, reading the book can help us? Yeah, so first of all, I want to say that this book was not, I did not write it from a place of anything but it was downloaded to me. I started teaching the material because that's how I flush out material. And they told me from the very beginning, you need to write everything down, write everything down. And um, they would say, bring this piece in, bring that piece in. Um, you know, back in 2011, I was at an event and they showed me how in the heart is like, oh, it should, we should be one chakra, we should be one energy system. And then I learned about the turtle fields. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. I wrote, I drew this little picture, which I'm awful at drawing, but I drew it kind of like, okay, how does this work? And the, and then I saw the turtle field. I'm like, okay, that's it. That's that's what they're saying. One energy system. Um, I so I don't want to take credit. I wish I could, but you know, really, spirit brought this. 
out to the world. Um, I was just the facilitator, right? That's what they say in that type of thing. But what I've recognized over the years is that this book and this material is very grounded and esoteric at the same time, which is kind of my thing. I like to ground in and give practicality, but I speak very esoterically. So it's, it's kind of a different take on things. A lot of people speak very esoterically and very fluffy, and then they can't ground the material in. And what I believe that this is for those who are ready to really transcend some of their karma, because there's, it's a process of mm-hmm. looking at the bigger patterns. Right. And unfortunately, most humans have the same pattern. And you see this across many cultures, because I've worked with people in many different cultures, Mm -hmm. many different backgrounds, you know, internationally. And what I've seen is that we all have kind of the same karma, which is interesting. It's all the same patterns. It's victimization. It's abuse. It's abandonment. It's unlovable. And all of these things are all wrapped up. And when we recognize that we are in power and we are not the victims, then we have more availability to transcend these things. And that is, I think part of what that book was for was to encourage people. And maybe they don't use the tools in the book. I'm not saying that's the only tool, but it, if, it, if it inspires you, if it encourages you to see the world differently, then there's so, it's, that's the most beautiful part of it. And to me, we are ascending, whether we know it or not, whether we're <laughs> ready for it or not, it's already happening. But we've also come here with this awareness that it's time for us to make major changes. And we cannot change the whole until you change the individual. So the macrocosm, that bigger picture of things, we can't change the government until we've changed individual. We can't change a family's karmic dynamics until we've changed individually. We can't change the whole earth to ascend unless we have done it. And that is part of the duality Um, because we all know we're, I just want to, I'll just finish with this big part for me is that we are all entangled and quantum mechanics talks a lot about entanglement and, and that, that fascinates me. Right. So we have, it is proven scientifically that we are energetically all connected. I look at, um, um, Candace Pert's stuff on leaves. You can look it up on the internet and how we're all entangled. What I do affects you. What you do affects me. Even if I don't know you, even if I'm not aware, Mm -hmm. because we came here as a collective consciousness. But then as we came here, the ego is part of the uh, understanding and wisdom of this realm And so the ego starts to develop and then the higher consciousness is trying to come in and it, depending on where you are with the ego, higher consciousness is depending on where you 
um, are bringing the energy to the oneness. And some of us are here to experience a lot of darkness. And some are here to transcend that. And neither is wrong or right. Right? Mm -hmm. The creator of the whole universe of the whole interstellar experience. I don't know how to explain it. It's like more Mm -hmm. than just even our 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 little realm of galaxy um it's we're just here to experience like what would happen if this happened we're always experimenting so if we do that in the micro level of the human then we're doing on the macro level of the creator you know what happens if we experimented with this what happens if we experimented with, with that and we are just part of it that does not mean we are we are sovereign beings and we chose to come here So nobody forced us. I I heard recently somebody say, well, I was forced here. I was like, really? Mm. I doubt it very much. Maybe that's what you need to believe in order to deal with whatever's going on in your life. But in reality, we are sovereign. We are not forced to do anything, but we're making choices. And so we are entangled energetically and we are all in this together yeah yeah i think that's such an important point this notion of every individual having a role to play needing to play their part in 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 our evolutionary process and it makes a difference so how do the akashic records going into that terrain in the quantum field assist with the ascension process well the akashic records on the quantum So there are different levels to the records and the levels that are a little bit lower in the records, they're the, um, or I'm sorry, lower records. They are really the imprint of each world. Mm -hmm. So right above in the mental plane, that's just our world records and, and maybe the galaxy or the universe around us. But once we reach the records of the quantum, you're looking at the ability because that is a living light frequency it is a living consciousness and we when we work on that level to transcend our current patterns or whatever else we came here to work on when we work at that level what i've seen is that we are actually rewriting the records and that's what they told me back in the day i was like what does that mean rewriting the records show me like and then Yeah, like they're literally rewriting it. And what they showed me and what I've seen through client after client and class after class is that when you transcend this, so let's say you have a a major karmic experience when you're young called a trauma and you're four years old, five years old, when you're very impressionable and imprintable, um, you have a major karmic experience or a major trauma And that trauma is now, now you're 40 years old and you are like still living that trauma and you don't even realize you're not even cognizant that you're reliving that trauma. Every time somebody says something to you, you react from that five-year-old child. And, um, And you talk about that story or you think about that story or your body feels that story because some people will say, well, I never talk about this story. Well, it doesn't matter how you express the story. Don't overthink that part. It, we are experiencing it on some level. And yeah. what happens is even if they say, I never talk about the story, they're still triggered when they talk about it or when it comes up in their mind. 
And then what happens is when we start to clear that energy in the Akashic records in the quantum field, and the whole experience gets rewritten. All the karma, a lot of times, the offshoots of the karmic energy shifts. And then we go back and I'll say, well, what about that story when you were five? And this is almost 90% of the time I get the same, um, the same response. They'll go, um, wait a minute, wait. Um, well, I said, well, is it different? And they'll go, it's like, it's there, but it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's what you know. So the story hasn't shifted because the lower record still has the imprint of that story. Does that make sense? Yeah. But in the quantum field, the story has been rewritten. So there's no more trigger. Okay. In that story. You're about clearing the trauma and doing the work of clearing trauma, which is obviously so important. We're actually rewriting the Akashic records in the quantum field. Yes. Yes. Just and I literally, yeah, and it's it's fascinating what I will see people do and, um, and what will happen. And it's just accelerated over the last couple of years. I think, um, you know, as the collective consciousness is starting to understand this concept, because this is all new, but so many people have bought the book, they're adding to the frequency, even if they never do anything with it, they're still adding to that frequency that we can rewrite things, we can transcend this stuff. And the more that it's being added to our collective consciousness, the faster things are happening. Wow. Okay. So it really is a co-creative process in that respect. Yes. So exciting. And Melissa, you mentioned in the book um, a vibrational leader. Can you explain what a vibrational leader is? Yeah. This is something that I channeled um, in the summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. And because of everything that was going on and so many of my clients were like, I don't know what's happening and I'm just stressed and all everything else. Right. So um, they showed me that it doesn't matter who our leaders are in our world. As we move through the ascension, we are looking for vital. This is what these collective councils this is what I call them because I don't know what else to call them. There's I, I'll go up and they'll they're like, hundreds of councils. And I feel like they're all talking to me at once. It's very, it's very interesting. And what they showed me is that we are in this place where we are supposed to be raising our frequency. So we need vibrational leaders, people Mm -hmm. who are leading through energy, through vibration, through the vibration of love, compassion, understanding, wisdom, And those leaders are going to make the change. And and I'm not saying, you know, some people say, well, this law is hurting this and that law. You know, we get caught up in the mundane experience. And I understand why people want to get caught up. And I'm just going to say this one thing. Um, So recently, I follow someone who I really find is very high vibrational. And all of a sudden, they're talking a lot about um, you know, how the government's doing this. It's got a little conspiracy-ish, right? And interestingly, I was feeling very anxious. Something was going on. And my guides 
they first they let me go through it. Of course they do. Like first they let me go through a little bit of a mini dark night of the soul. And then they said, you have to be very careful. And that not just me, all of us. Okay. So, you know, but they were saying directly to me, but I always think that it's always for everyone. You have to be so careful of your frequency because you definitely are here not to show the darkness because some people are here to shine light on darkness. But for me, I'm here to be a vibrational leader and any fear or frequency that gets in the way of that vibration will actually mess with my frequency. Yes. And I think every, you know, I think everybody should do what they're supposed to do. And some people don't know, follow your heart, follow the, follow the energy breadcrumbs is what, you know, right. So it's like, follow the, the, the energy of, of your own soul, of your own heart. Um, you know, I think for a while, we're going to have to be like being a fearful, a little bit of this dark. Some people need that to, to propel them into the light. And, um, you know, and this person was saying, but we have to come from love, but we have to come from light. But what my, my intuition told me and what my guidance was, was for me, it is not good to be, a to hold on to any darkness, because if I'm transcending the darkness within, then anything outside of me isn't part of me unless I want it to be part. Yes. Right. So that's, I've worked a lot, very hard and mm-hmm. um, to look at every shadow and every piece mm-hmm. that is holding me in a lower frequency. So as vibrational leaders, you all are here to be the vibrational frequency leaders. And when enough of us hit a certain frequency, then the rest can jump up. Yes. So you may say, you know, let's say, you know, our group of, you know, 600 people just for, for just example purposes. So 600 people, we hit a frequency of, you know, whatever. Um, Cause it's not, it's not as delineated as we like to think. Um, we hit a certain frequency as, as a collective, we don't even know each other, but energetically we all get it. We all know each other and we hit that frequency. And then, you know, you know, 7,000 people get up to that frequency. So as we are the leaders in this energy, we are recreating the frequencies of this universe. And we are the leaders. You do not have to. I had a friend of mine recently who said, I feel like I'm supposed to do my spiritual work. But, and I said, I love you, but you are not the entrepreneurial type. To do that, it takes a lot of energy. So how can you support the frequency, Mm. but kind of stay in the background because that's who you are. Don't try to make yourself into who you aren't. Mm. She's like, you're right. I'm not the person who's in the forefront. I was like, well, how can you support other vibrational leaders? Because being a Mm. vibrational leader doesn't mean you have to go out and, and be, you know, preaching to the world. Mm. A vibrational leader is all about energy. And how to be the frequency of the movement right? without having to shout it. Yeah. 
I don't want to have to shout it. I just want to be the frequency. Mm-hmm. And then you're the example. So be mm-hmm. the energy, be love, be oneness, be connected. Then you are being the vibrational leader. Wonderful. So holding that frequency is so important. And being careful what you plug into and tune in. Yeah, but, but look, we're all going to get wonky because we chose to be humans. So if you have a moment, you know, like, like I just said, like my mini dark night of the soul for like two and a half days, you know, when, when that happens, you go, oh, okay. So what is it that I'm feeling? What is really going on underneath? Because that will help you transcend. Right. Okay. Melissa, do you have a, a very quick tool that you can share with the audience to raise frequency, you know, on a busy day or you're feeling stressed and you just need to, take a moment, raise your frequency. Is there something you can share? I love, yes, I'd love to share this. I think that what happens is we get too caught up in the emotional bombardment, especially because most spiritual people are empaths. We get, we get bombarded with not just other people's feelings, but our own feelings sometimes because that trigger will trigger our own feelings. And then we're feeling that feeling and this our own. So we get a little overwhelmed sometimes with that. So what I always ask people to do is to close their eyes, even after the fact, like, let's say you had an emotional experience in the middle of the day and in, in, at work and, but you just can't right then and there, or something happens like an accident or something right then and there, you just have to deal with what's ever going on. Mm-hmm. But later, to love yourself through that, take a moment, close your eyes, take a couple deep breaths. I always, one of the things I teach in my book is to clear all the thought forms around your head. So in other words, get rid of all the clutter and then go into your heart and just ask yourself, how did this experience, how did it make me feel? And, And be present with the feeling. Most people go through the day and they have no idea how anything made them feel. And then five days later, they're still feeling yucky because they didn't move through the feeling because it gets stuck. And that's what happens. I see it all the time in people's energy fields. We get, they get stuck. The feelings get stuck in the energy field. And so do thoughts. They get stuck around the energy body. And I've watched thoughts, um, you know, Thoughts like, oh my gosh, I have to do the laundry. That thought just peters out. Like I always see it like a little puff of smoke. Like it just kind of spirals out and puffs out. And then, but then you have like a thought that has a lot of emotional charge behind it. So like, oh my gosh, she was said that thing to me and and that, that pushed me, right? So that pushes that energy, that thought expands it goes into the energy field and then expands outward. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting how it does that. So I would say go and feel your feelings and, and meditate. I mean, but the feeling of your feelings, because, oh, and oh, I should add, when I feel a feeling, I go, oh, I'm feeling really anger. I'm angry right now. And it's okay. I'm feeling really sad. And it's okay. Why am I doing that? I'm letting my body relax into it. And it's okay that I'm feeling that. 
we think as light workers, we're supposed to be like, oh, love and light, love and light, you know, but it's not always possible. It's okay. I'm human. Oh, it's okay to be human. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Melissa. Yeah, I love that. I mean, these simple tools are often just the most powerful things for, you know, staying in a, in a, in a higher frequency. So we need to end off now, but I want to just ask you before we do so, what's next for you, Melissa? Have you got another book in the pipeline that we can look forward to or anything else you want yeah. to share with the audience? Yeah, so um, one of my new loves is definitely my podcast. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. Um, I also have a TV show on Awake TV. It will be in, um, on Smart TVs soon. So the show is, it's aired on awaketvnetwork.com. And there are a lot of great light worker, um, amazing information there. And I'm doing my second season there. And then I do have, I'm in the middle of writing my second book on manifestation in the Akashic Records on the quantum field. Yeah. Right. So oh, I'm, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm always creating a lot of classes. I'm actually now going to be creating a class on, um, I just, I'm almost done with it on really doing some evolutionary process in the um, chakras, because I think that a lot of us do like these basic chakra work. And I actually created like a, a teaching and um, specific meditations to really work on the chakras for ascension. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, people can head on over to your website, which is um, on the page and, and have a look at your work. And that all sounds very exciting. And I know you have a, a wonderful free gift for our audience. It's a, a channeled meditation, which is called Open to Divine Love and receive the abundance of the universe. And people can also just scroll down beneath this video and claim that free gift, which sounds really lovely. So Melissa, I just want to say thank you. It's been such an inspiring conversation, really uplifting actually. I feel like <laughs> my frequency is raised just by talking to you here. So thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you being here and I love the topic, so I appreciate that you let me join you. Oh, it's such a great pleasure. And I really also want to say thank you to our beautiful audience for co-creating Summit, because it wouldn't be anything without all of you watching. And yeah, to end off, I'm just sending love and light out to everybody. And thank you.